0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Hidden Life. Uh, I'm your host, Darren Carlson, and as always, it's so good to have you guys back with me once again. It's been a bit of a, you know, I've had a bit of a break again, but uh, I'm back now and uh, I've got a great new episode for you. This week on the show, I speak to two very good friends of mine, a South African couple who live abroad in Vietnam. We got into their life abroad there, you know, life as expats, all the challenges that were thrown at them. The current lockdown situation and of course uh, what else uh, they've been up to etc etc so it's a great episode I always love talking to these guys and uh, yeah you know Kirsten and Tasha absolutely great having you on the show and uh, yeah I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode so without further ado let's uh, let's roll the intro So, how are you guys doing?
1: No, we're doing good.
0: How's your week been?
1: Oh, it's been okay. Just very busy, working all the time. I currently only have one day off on Mondays. So, that's when I just relax at home. Maybe sometimes go out on a Sunday. And, uh, yeah.
2: Obviously, me, I'm doing just an hour a day. In the mornings.
3: Just
0: one hour, yeah, just one hour a day, that's it. So you're just doing, you're currently just doing one hour every single day. Yeah, and on weekends I do like
2: three hours, say six hours across the weekend.
0: Okay, and how long have you guys been in Vietnam now? Two and a half years. Two and a half, three years, right? Yeah, quite some time, now tell me. I mean, obviously, we need to talk about your your life in Vietnam. But let's go right to the very beginning. At what point did you <laughs> did you decide to go to Vietnam? When when did you have that conversation?
2: Sure,
3: uh, that was <laughs> idea. Yeah, it was. An she an just
2: idea. like this, Oh look, we signed up for a Tefl course. No warning, nothing. Just. Look, we I mean, doing a temple course.
1: Yeah, so we took like three weeks of leave from our current jobs. Um, I just decided, look, um, stuff in South Africa is not good. Our salaries were shit. Um, you know, we couldn't really afford to get a place of our own. Um, so I was like, okay, no, let's um, have a fresh start. Let's go somewhere else. And I was obviously, I was looking into Thailand. I was looking to Vietnam. And I thought, okay, well, I saw that Thailand um, salaries were uh, very low. So that's why I chose Vietnam. And then, um, yeah, so we took off three weeks, three weeks of leave from work. We were working at the same place. Um, and then, yeah, and we did a three-week TEFL course in class, uh, in class TEFL course. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then we went to Vietnam after that.
0: <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Like, I- so how? Yeah, I was just about to ask you how long after you you found this course and did your course? Did you did you make the move?
1: I wouldn't say immediately. It was maybe a month after. Hmm. Because
2: obviously, I had to design, and then yeah, she was doing research like while she was working.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so while she was working, she was like doing the research, like cost of living things like that, mm-hmm. doing all all the homework before
0: what? we actually. What kind of information do do people in South Africa have then about Vietnam and Southeast Asia in general?
1: Um, well, I would just say that the cost of living is cheap, and that's all I need to know to, to get on a flight and go to Vietnam. <laughs> when, that, weren't, you chatting, weren't you chatting to someone like another
2: South African?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, she, she was chatting to someone. Yeah, I
1: was chatting to random people. That's, that's what them. I
0: mean. That's what I mean. What, yeah. what information were you getting from, from South Africa? What help did you, you have? Got,
1: Yes, yeah, so I was, um, before I came along and then I found, I don't know, I, I found people on Facebook or something like that. And then this one chick, it's a South African chick. Then she just randomly called me and we, did, we had a chat like for an hour and a half um, about Vietnam and her experience. And so I was like, yeah, it's like, very helpful to tell me all of these things. She was telling me about the cost of living. Um, she was telling me about, about the people. Um, salaries that she'd be getting, um, and how she lives, basically. So she was telling me about all of this, and I was thinking, okay, no, it sounds good. And um, so she was telling me where she is. She was in Bungtau at that time. Um, And then I actually ended up, we ended up meeting her when we came here as well.
0: (laughs) So you have all the information you need. You buy your tickets. You've left your jobs. You've left your family back home. What kind of an impact did it have on your families when you told them the news? Oh,
2: she's, she's like traveled before. Okay. Me, I'm like a new, I'm like a newbie to this. I've never left the shores of South Africa.
1: You know, he never, he never told me that he never, <laughs> he never got an airplane before.
2: I he, thought he, I,
3: even I, when you thought... were
1: I Vietnam. You did not tell me that he was never on a plane before. It's I like he was embarrassed to tell
2: me. I, I didn't think it would come up. I, just, I, I didn't think, like,
1: well... Wow. So wait, wait,
0: wait. So, the first time you've ever flown was to Vietnam? Yes.
3: Wow.
2: <laughs> I didn't think I should mention it. I was like, look, just, look, I'm just going to be cool. I was He
1: was like, and I was thinking, wow.
3: <laughs>
0: I, did, I didn't even know that
1: Yeah, and I didn't even know at the time And so it was crazy and then he, he only told me Maybe a month after the flight Or yeah. something like that He told me a month after we were in Vietnam uh, Yeah, that was actually the first time I ever flew in my life I was like, wow I don't know So then he said he was embarrassed to tell me
0: So that I was have, that the real reason you kept it from her? Uh <laughs> I think it was
2: like a bit too late now. I can't like just say, "Wow, well, you're on the plane, look, uh, hey, listen, just to let you know, this is my first flight. I didn't think I should bring it up later <laughs> there. So I just, <laughs> I just left it. and Month later, oh, by the way, um, that was my first flight. And what a long flight. Wasn't that bad, though? We flew with Emirates? Yeah, I Emirates. Mean, that was good.
0: Yeah, that's oh. not but that's not a bad airline, if it's your first one, I must admit. Yeah, exactly. But let's, let's go back to the family then. And what, what were your family thinking at that time? You're telling them, I mean, what, what are you telling them? You're saying, look, we're going to go for a few months. We're going to try it for, for a year. What, what kind of conversation are you having with your family? My parents were like
2: very skeptical, but, uh, it was just like, how can I put this? You have to take a chance. Hmm. You have to do something, uh, because everyone is just kind of like your family members they just have i won't call it dead-end jobs but there's like okay we finish school we maybe we go to college or university i don't know or you just start a job the normal routine that's Mm -hmm. everyone start a job start a family and you know buy a house things like that and and i thought uh, let's try something different uh because like she said it's, it's the working conditions, the salaries, and all those things. It's it's, it's today's living yeah, standards. It's not gonna work out uh, mm-hmm. unless you are doing something, you know, like drug dealer or something like that. Or, you know, like, you know, uh, let's yeah. this, if you want to get to that uh, standard of living or you know, you're gonna have to do some, a lot of things. That's going to take up most of your day and not even that would like come close to mm-hmm. having a nice house, nice car, all those things. Uh, so this was the next, the best option, I would
1: yeah. say. Yeah, and I think were fine with it because I have time before and they know that I will, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, okay, cool, I'm going and uh, there you go. <laughs> so it wasn't a big deal <laughs> on my side.
0: Now, you, you guys land in Vietnam, um, did you land at, at night or was it during the day?
1: It was at night.
0: At night, same.
1: Yeah.
0: And what were your, your first impressions, the, min- the minute you landed, from the moment you landed, what were, your, what were you thinking? Oh fuck, what that have we great. done or? No, no. I like oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no.
1: <laughs> no, my first impression was, yes, this is very hot. No. <laughs>
2: Humid, like a month.
1: Extremely humid. That's the first thing that I remember. I was thinking, wow, it's extremely humid. Um, having trouble breathing. Um, I do have asthma, so um, yeah, those conditions are not the, the best for me. Um, so yeah, that's all I thought. And then we got in a taxi.
2: Well, how, how did we actually get to the taxi? Because we didn't know.
1: Oh, we didn't know oh, what to only do. We had two hundred
2: grand. Yeah, two hundred <laughs> Like the,
1: the, yeah, they the same note, and they didn't want to um, take it. They didn't want to take it. Yeah. um We tried to exchange it. They were like, "No, no, 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 no. What is this?" So yeah, they yeah, like, want the
2: money,
3: and
1: then okay, we show them mean? like the the,
2: the exchange, the it Look, we can give you this, and you will get that.
1: And they were, were like, "No, no." We would
2: no. Well, yeah, we're waiting. The who can help.
1: Now, get the taxi to where we have to be. No. Uh, anyway. That was a nightmare, so. Yeah, there was one person that said, "Okay, okay, uh, same, 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 same money as, uh, you know, as um, yeah. Vietnamese dong." So he said, "Okay, same, same." So we gave them the two hundred mm-hmm. uh, rand. They took the full two hundred then Obviously, no change. No change.
0: <laughs> so and at then, at hmm. I need I need to stop you there. So at at what point did did you did you think that just, just coming to Vietnam with just two hundred grand. <laughs> is that is that <laughs> all the money you I had in it. cash, or no? That's all the cash. No, that's had in cash yes. Yeah. That's had in cash, yes. yeah.
3: I so you you I mean. rock up
0: to a random country in Southeast Asia with some Madiba moolah, and they and they're, yeah, they're telling. Sure. <laughs> Look,
1: uh, you know, people make mistakes, and this was now my mistake. You know, I, I actually did all the planning. He just had to get on the flight, uh, get his bags, everything. I arranged everything. But now this is the one thing that I forgot about, like exchanging the money to dollars and all of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it literally slipped my mind because um, I had so many things to think about. And like I said, I did all the planning. I I don't know. So that that was just one thing that just completely slipped my mind at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> but look, it turned out fine. So yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, we got, mm-hmm. go we got into the taxi, and then it drove us like that's where you get the culture shop where yes. all this on um, yeah. the, the fucking
1: oh
2: bikes, on the bikes, just crammed
1: To the family though. Yes, the family the baby on the bike, the brother, the sister, <laughs> and the mommy, and some other daddy also. So I was looking, yay, hey, like outside the, you know, outside the, the cab, the car that we are now in. And um, I was thinking, wow, the whole family's there on the bike and thinking, wow, this place looks crazy. And you know, like how busy it is over here in Ochi City. There's so many people, and I just saw mm-hmm. everybody's on the bike. And um, yeah, so that's something to get used to. And that's the first thing that we saw. And um yeah, and then, then we got to the place. Got we to the place. And
2: the, and the, the Airbnb.
1: Garden. Yeah, we, we did Airbnb.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was in District 8.
2: The worst. Oh, I It's to the Yeah.
3: Place. It's just <laughs> the worst district. For Look,
1: I, went <laughs> for, I went for cheap option.
2: Okay.
3: Look, it's
1: not a popular place, but I went for a nice cheap option. It was like in Rands, it would be 120 Rand a night.
0: That's not and bad at all. So
1: yeah, it's very cheap. So I was obviously looking at the budget option. Look, we didn't um, come with a lot of money there. Eh? Um, yeah, so we were like, okay, we're we going to come with a lot
2: of money, yeah. money. We came basically. Did we come with
1: like $10,000 there? No, I don't know. No, no Unless you
3: were hiding the money from
2: me. <laughs> no, it was $10,000 there.
1: Yeah, oops. No, but let's do it again. Look, I booked. Um, that's besides now booking our accommodation. I booked accommodation for three weeks at this uh, place that cost 120 rand a day. Um, yeah. I booked that, and then besides that, still a ten thousand rand. But that's literally all we had. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. So but like I said, we 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 made it work. We um, struggled to get a job for a while um, because the people are very racist over here. I mean, in Asia in general.
2: Mm. And um we're yeah. Again.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so we stayed in this, uh, in this Airbnb and B we met this guy, the, the owner. Yes. nice guy, could speak English, and we stayed there for long, a month? So three weeks. Three weeks, so yeah. it's like a month. And then uh this is the thing though if, if like uh, we're paying 100, you know 100, mm-hmm. 120 hundred and what per day and it's Fully furnished. You know, you get a TV, everything. Mm. And I think that is like, you know, that you won't get back home. Not even like... That. <laughs> so that kind of saved us a lot. Imagine we had to go to the country and we didn't have jack shit. You know, I don't know. Mm. And we stayed there for three weeks.
1: And the people were nice, like a little mm. guy that uh, lived nice. with his family and um, mm. yeah, he was really nice. He told us about the place and like where to go. And, um, like it's it's his house, and then you can make your food there in the yeah, kitchen. Shared kitchen, yeah, shared kitchen. And then we were staying in a one bedroom with a bathroom inside, quite a big room. Um, and yeah, it was it was cool.
2: And then we got used to this whole buzz of the shower and the toilet is in one thing. That's what I got, that. that was another culture. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, You know how it is.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's safe to say that, I mean, what I'm guessing, trying to, the point I'm trying to get at is that a lot a lot of people, they don't know what to expect when they land in Vietnam. Sure. I mean, you're landing in one of the busiest districts in the city. Mm. Um, so imagine, you know, you, you get to this place and you have no idea what it's about. And the first thing you see is just chaos on the roads.
1: Um,
0: yeah. It probably probably takes you about an hour to get, to anywhere you need to in the city from the airport yeah. and now you get into your apartment i mean did you guys know that you were going to have uh furniture and wi-fi i mean was that what why was that a surprise or was it just new to you
2: it was i would say it was okay you obviously she obviously did all airbnb research so she kind of knew that but there's this it's more to that because you get like a. a full kitchen that you can use uh, what they gave us like toilet paper oh, basic stuff that you would think that you need to buy okay that yeah was, that was like kind of all included hmm. uh so that was kind of um a good thing so all we need to buy was just uh noodles i don't know uh, <laughs> our, budget, our budget
1: allowed for yeah day. our
2: budget allowed <laughs> for noodles and noodles yeah. are cheap so yeah so that's what we did for the three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then she needed to get a job, or oh, we needed to get a job because, within in that three weeks, if we didn't get a job in that three weeks, I don't know what. what yeah. Yeah. But I was
1: mean. already in contact with the company, and then I told them, okay, I'm getting here at this date and whatever, and then I arranged a meeting with them, and then I was working within two weeks. No, it was in my second week of being here.
0: Yeah. So you had, you had at least arranged some sort of work yes. or work opportunities before you had gone?
1: Yeah. It wasn't a uh, full-time position, but it was like something to get me started. Okay. Like it was like a part-time position at an English center. And um, yeah, so they would just pay you hourly. Um, yeah, it wasn't much, I would say.
0: So tell me about your your first experience then going out for the day. Um <laughs> How what what was that like? So now you're going out. Say I'm assuming that the next day you want to go and explore your surroundings. Oh
2: yes, uh, and and keep in mind, look, that's district eight. That's the worst place for foreigners. It's
1: just a there is no, no foreigners. There. There, there are no foreigners there. there at all. So it was hectic. Um, so and also, it's the streets are extremely busy. There's no pavement yeah, to walk definitely. on. Um, so it was very awkward to walk over there. Um, we didn't have our own bike. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're just walking around and everybody is literally staring at us. I think,
2: um, <laughs> I, think they, I think they were looking at us because uh, who's this, uh, you know, dark-skinned brother and this white <laughs> girl? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were looking at us in that way. So, but I could be wrong, but I'm
0: pretty sure. Yes. I, think, I think you're wrong. They look at everybody who's not Vietnamese. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, I felt very um, self-conscious because of these people that's just staring at us. And like I said, in that specific district, there are no foreigners there. Um, So you don't really, they don't really get to now see uh, foreigners in that area a lot. So Mm -hmm. that's why people were staring and um, yeah, I almost got uh, knocked over by a bike
3: uh, as well.
1: (laughs) Like but, but, in that district, yeah, it's extremely busy. But we sure.
2: found like a mall, you know, just by looking at Google. There's a mall. There's a KFC, and like, oh, KFC, good. I know KFC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, let's do that. Let's go to KFC. And we got there. We're looking at the menu, and I'm thinking, hey, there's rice here on the menu. why <laughs> <laughs> What? what <is> <laughs> What's rice doing in the yeah. menu? And pork and stuff like that. And that's another culture shock. Yeah. Because like, the, hey. Um, yeah they
1: have some Vietnamese dishes yeah, exactly. as well. And even if you go to McDonald's you'll see some Vietnamese dishes there, you know, your rice and your mm-hmm. chicken and whatever. Um yeah, not what you would usually see uh in our country or exactly. wherever else. Yeah.
0: So when did you guys uh, first start driving then when you, in Vietnam? Oh
2: that was you know the first time I, I started driving was uh, um, no, wait, no, that's, we, now that's we're gonna go to a specific uh, time that was when we met Charlene, Charlene and then yeah, Shanae. Yeah, Shanae said, Look, yeah, I can take the bike, let me just ride. That was the first, very first time, and that was the first time. But if you're referring to when did we hire a bike, or like, what, what
0: so just asking? just quickly for those listening, Charlene and Shanae are some, some friends that we know in Vietnam. Uh, oh, look,
2: Can we just go back to how we met? Actually, because this goes while we were staying
1: at
3: this place.
1: I had some more rands. So I had another, I think I had like a thousand rand, like in cash. And so then I posted on Facebook um, on one of the groups, like a a group, what was it, expat group or whatever. And then I said, look, I have a thousand rand. Um, Is anybody willing to exchange uh, this to? Uh, Vietnamese dong and then yeah the one girl commented her name was the girl that we're talking about now uh Sinead so she commented and said okay I'm actually going to South Africa soon um why so I, so she needs the money and then we met up um at some random coffee shop she asked me to uh, decide on a place and i was like i don't know this place so <laughs> you have to tell me <laughs> we i must meet you yeah and then um yeah so we met up um, me and kirsten we met up with her at this coffee shop and uh yeah she gave me the money then we were talking about um where she working she was telling us about her experiences um and so on and uh yeah so we left and in the same night she messaged me again and said hey um, you know, me and my friend Charlene, do uh, you want to you wanna go out with us for uh, a drink? <laughs> so we are like, oh, of course, of course.
2: And basically that's the first time that I actually rode a bike. Uh, she just said, listen, you want to ride? And I said, yeah, cool, I'll do it. Again, this is the same, you know, like me, flying on a plane. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I can do it. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> And she said, here's the bike." I said, "Yeah, sure, I can do it. It's fine, no worries." And then we took the bike and we went to, I think we went to Budapest. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. But that was I the first we time. That was the first time actually. And that was, it wasn't too bad because it was late at night, so it wasn't busy. Because that's the thing, though. When you, when you uh, look for, for a lot of people that want to come here, uh, you're gonna have to have a lot of shit going on because. Driving the traffic here is a is it can be a nightmare. It's not for everyone.
1: Yeah, they
2: just have tunnel vision. Yeah, you just have to. <laughs> so that, that was the first time I I was on the bike.
0: I, and for those who haven't been to 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 Vietnam yet and are thinking about checking out some bars and some other places to visit, what what is Buddha Bar and what was your first experience like?
1: Actually, Budabar wasn't our first experience out. It was Boivien's, it was Yo, like,
0: Boivien,
1: Walking Street. Yeah. So that was that was the first night that we went yeah. out with them. And the first night we were actually out. Yeah.
2: yeah, and the plastic chairs. The plastic chairs and Boivien. That was
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, for those who don't know, it, it's a, walk, a walking street mm-hmm. um, with a lot of clubs and bars. It's extremely noisy. All the foreigners go there. Um.
3: Like yeah, it was,
1: yeah, and we were also shocked by these plastic chairs and tables. Yeah,
2: um, that was not, not, not <laughs> was, uh, for tall people, or was much for small people. <laughs> yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah, I always uh, needed two or three chairs
2: to... to <laughs> <start>. <laughs> exactly, and you kind of move the table a bit to the front so you can give
0: some leg room. Then. <laughs> mm. I even at one stage, I used, I used one of the tables as a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It'll <laughs> be cool. It'll be cool. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. You are starting to settle into life now, and you know let's your your first year has passed. Um, what what kind of uh, message were you sending back home about your life in Vietnam, like after a year or something like that? Because oh, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you what I mean. A lo- a lot of people mm-hmm. in South Africa when when their families move abroad or their kids go live and work abroad or you have family members that are still back in south africa they they all tend to think that you're ex- living this luxury life abroad <laughs> that you're that you're rich that you have your own apartment you have your own car your own motorbike and what kind of information were you relaying back home to the people there because obviously people were. To ask you millions of questions, how do how did we get there? When can we come move there? So, talk, talk mm-hmm. us, uh, talk to us about that then.
1: So, look, um, I won't lie, and the beginning was rough. Um, like I said, we didn't come here with a lot of money, we came here with 10,000 rand and um, no, no permanent place to live. So, we were Airbnb here, Airbnb there, um, and I was like working part time, and it was also. At the time it was rainy season and that's when the the kids have a three-month break um i think it's yeah summer vacation and that's the time we came mm-hmm. with at the start of the summer vacation that's also a thing that i missed <laughs> in my research yeah um yeah but um the first few months were quite difficult i think so to get settled. yeah
2: so what, what we were kind of linked to I would say my parents, I was just being honest, look, uh, because before we left, uh, again, I I told them, look, I don't have uh, expectations that it's going to be a walk in the park or it's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be obviously tough. Uh, We don't know what to expect. We're going to go there and we're just going to kind of just feel our way. And that's what we did. I was honest with my parents. Look, I told them, look, I don't have a job. She has a, a kind of like a part-time job. It's enough for us to kind of get us through. Um, but um, we couldn't be totally open with them, but just enough to kind of uh, put them at ease, Yeah, I would say. Uh, because, look. As a parent, nobody wants to kind of, you know, we don't want to tell everything. Look, I don't have food tonight.
1: I don't want (laughs) to tell them. Yeah, like I didn't tell them, look, because like sometimes when we like really didn't have money, we would live with noodles. Mm. And yeah, like I said, I'm not going to lie. We were, it was very bad in the beginning. And, um, but look, eventually we settled, I think after the fourth month, the fourth or the fifth month, something like that. So then we found a place, and um, so I told the lady, Look, I can't afford the deposit right now, can I pay it off? And so she agreed to that, and we signed a one year lease. And um, yeah, I think we were fine after five months. And I, I actually had like five different jobs as well in the yeah. beginning. Wait, a um, minute. You, yeah?
2: are, you are actually jumping a because there was another apartment after that, no, which I'm was joking. the worst apartment ever.
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> Being all time and then we also contacted someone who i contacted someone on facebook look here is there maybe like a cheap place that you can um offer or um tell me anything that you have or something i can't even remember who the person was that i contacted and then she uh, contacted her friend it's a vietnamese person and then that person uh, recommended us to this uh this a new building or they were still doing construction there and
2: um it was like so basically it was there was no windows it
1: <laughs> there was,
2: there was there was no light coming in it was like there was a window to a hallway yes so they had to still put the window in and it was like a, uh, that was like bad that was like
3: That was like, is
2: like a squeeze that's, that's like a rock bottom i would i would <laughs> consider that that's rock bottom yeah. That's that's right, but then obviously, we, we kind of uh, obviously, doors open after that, or mm-hmm. during that time, that's how we could take that next leap. Okay, let's sign a one year deal with this uh, contract with this, with this lady, mm-hmm. and like she said, uh, yeah, did we didn't have enough, yeah, did have them enough them. money, and that's also the other thing. Yeah, they're very lenient, or they're very open, or i do not put this? Um, flexible, yeah, you can yeah, so. That's the thing. If people come and look, just don't take advantage of it. But you know what I mean. Like, uh, but the people are very nice. They 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 very uh, lenient. They will. Like, you mm-hmm. can give this month something and next month, okay, we can work out some sort of deal. Yeah. So that was a good thing. And um, yeah, then we moved into that apartment, and that was that was like the the game changer, I would say, because then we got to see um, this side. 'Cause we were in, we moved to District Seven and that was a nice apartment. That's like kind of your eyes open. Oh, okay, this is cool. We can actually do this. And then we did that for a year. And then, then obviously you you know you wanna it was a small
1: place. It was a small well, but like it was nice. It was Yeah, nice. it was a nice place, but I mean no, it, it was small. It was a like it was a loft. But yeah. you can go the the bedroom would like be in the... like the, the ceiling yeah, mm. kind of and then you go up the stairs and then at the bottom is the, the living room
0: area and um, yeah I'm sure you saw uh, apartments like that uh, many yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was staying in one in in district two it was it wasn't the biggest place in the world but it was something for for that moment in time it was it was just fine yeah and then it does it does encourage you to to get some more work and
2: yeah, yeah exactly. you know,
0: to put yourself in a better situation a lot quicker there we go
2: like a stepping stone uh, and also like um moving into this place you know uh, kind of you you kind of see how these uh, the Vietnamese use space uh you don't have to have a big house they they kind of make things work like uh it was a small place but everything was there. Everything you needed, you didn't have to have like a big house or, you know, that's the cool part about
1: it. And then two months in living there, um, my one friend contacted me and asked me, "Um, look, I'm in a tough situation. Uh, My girlfriend is in China and my fiance is in China. He told me, and look, I need to get as near to her as possible. Um, And also I'm just looking for a way out of um, okay. South Africa. And then, no, but I'm, I'm
0: giving the full story. Yeah, but you don't have to go said, like this. Like that. Are we got
1: to be a <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> like, oh, No, you know, I mean, don't, don't we're not know. mentioning
0: names, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So then he told me all of this, and uh, look, I told him I'm Vietnam, and we're still staying in that apartment, and then, um, like I said, within two months of staying at that apartment, and then he suddenly came over, and he was staying, he was living with us, and It was like, oh, yeah. It was a 50 or 40 square meter apartment. Mm. Yeah, and then he was also living there. And then, wow. um, yeah, it was quite tight. Um, no privacy whatsoever. But um, look, I mean, I wanted to help him as well, um, you know. And then, yeah, he was staying there. And he also got work eventually, he Eventually moved out. And obviously on his own now, he's also, you know, quite, doing quite well here. So,
0: Tell me about uh, lockdown how has lockdown been for you guys over there compared to South africa it's like <laughs> a, it's like a it's like a dream it's <laughs> yeah
3: it's really not bad i would really say it's not
2: bad oh well look this is now let's call it the second wave now
3: yeah
2: so i'll go back to the first um corona instance uh, back then but wasn't it wasn't that bad look uh schools started closing down. Uh, look, Vietnam, they just shut down everything. As soon as there's one case, boom, they shut down. And that's a good thing. So then I wasn't working. And then she
3: was working, yeah, she was I working was online. online. Yeah.
2: And then look, some of the bars, stuff closed down. That's the only downside to it. That's not even a downside, really, mm-hmm. if I was to it. The bars closed down, gyms closed, all those public places closed down. That's as far as it went. Um, as long as you have a mask on, uh, you can basically go to the shops, uh, mm-hmm. and that—that's basically. I, I've got nothing bad to, to say or any. It was. It was.
1: Yeah, I mean, compa- like I said, compared to what's happening in South Africa at the moment, the and, and yeah, around the world as well. Obviously, I think it really wasn't that bad. But surely there was well here in Vietnam.
0: There must have been a part of you that was shitting your pants a little bit, being expats in another country, you know, you must have been thinking, Look, are we gonna be sent home? Do we get to stay? I mean, what kind of communication were you getting from from the government there? Or who, who was who was communicating with you? Was it the companies that you worked for? And how how were you guys being kept updated with everything that was happening?
2: Um, look, if I, I have to put it this way, um, when I hit in Vietnam, South Africa, there was no cases yet. So everyone, or a lot of our friends or South Africans, everyone said, "Hey, look, we we have to go because they were scared being in a foreign country. Uh, it's it's scary because you don't know if you're gonna if where you're gonna get money from. Are you gonna pay the land, landlord? Uh, just the whole financial burden mm. of."
1: And I think, luckily, I was actually still teaching online. Yeah. So that was definitely a plus for us to get some income. And we could still pay the rent and all of that and get food. Um, so, yeah. also
2: information, basically, all the information we got was on Facebook. <laughs> like, that's just like, your basic information. Just look, okay, this is uh, what's, how many cases it is. Um, some information we got from our schools, like, uh, letting us know when or when they think the school will open but they also didn't know because the government was telling him okay another two weeks and then they would say okay two weeks and then two weeks passed by and it's like okay another two weeks and then it kept like it for another three months hmm. so we were kind of uh, in the dark but uh, yeah just we were in the dark but a
1: lot of people were like, no, we want to go home. We want to go back home. You know, a, lot of people yeah. wanted and a lot of people actually went back home <clears throat> as well. Were you,
0: were you guys close to going home at all? We, we were thinking about were it. Thinking
1: about <laughs> it. <laughs> we definitely thought about it. But then I also thought, okay, look, let's just wait it out yeah. and, and see what happens. And I'm glad that we didn't go. I'm yeah, really I think,
0: I think it was a very smart choice because it, it ended up being one of the only countries that had like no deaths for over a hundred days or something like that. Yeah. Yes, and exactly. it, it ended up being one of the safest places in the world. Yes. Um, exactly. you know, in terms of being able to get to Vietnam from this side of the world, we, we have no, no updates. I wouldn't say there's no clear information. We got some clear information about four or five months ago. Look, the whole country's on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going anywhere. And, obviously the, the British were able to come, come back to, to the UK. They were, you know, cause some, some countries is a lot easier for others. You know, they, yeah. they sent planes, they said, look, okay, we'll send planes to Vietnam. We'll bring everybody back who wants to come back. And a lot of people didn't even want to come to the UK. They said, no, staying in Vietnam. I know some people were trying to charter flights to South Africa and people yes. were trying to figure out how they could get home, but they weren't actually, cause a lot of people made the mistake of thinking, Ah, oh, there's a there's a plane coming to get us, we're all gonna be able to go home yeah. for free. Um, yeah. what they didn't <laughs> realize is that they they first had to get enough people together so that somebody yeah, exactly. in South Africa could say, Hey, we've we've got some people that we're trying to bring back. Um they're obviously all gonna pay for themselves. We we need to think about getting them home. What a lot of people didn't realize is that, you know, they, they actually had to pay. Yeah to to get a private charter home. And I think also then a lot of people were like, actually, do you know what? We're rather just going to stay here because what we were seeing yeah. this side, you know, a lot of, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted you guys on here today, because I knew you would say it how it is, because a lot of people in your situation who are couples and who roughly came to Vietnam the same time as you, maybe after,
3: Mm-hmm. We're
0: we're telling the world or telling people back in South Africa that it's, it's dreadful. You know, they're sitting without food and money. They, they have nowhere to go. And a lot of those cases ended up being where, where people were just trying to take chances. Um, mm-hmm. So... That was our very,
1: very, very last resort as, yeah. like, going home. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, I was just thinking financially, look, that is, like, like see, that's the last, last resort. I do not want to go home. Yes. So I was thinking, like, look, I mean, what if this thing gets big back home and then I can't come back? I and mean, then what the hell am I going to do at home? Yes. How am I going to get money at home? What the hell am I going to do there? There's nothing that I can do there. So I said, no, fuck, we have to we have to wait this out. We have to write it out. And, um, like I said, yeah, best decision ever. So,
0: yeah. It, uh, yeah, I think it was. And even now, I don't even know when, when we can travel to Vietnam again. We've got no information. Um I don't, I don't suspect it's going to happen anytime this year, but we will have to wait and see. Hmm. So what do you guys have Yeah,
1: I'm, Sorry.
0: No, <laughs> I, just I just felt just, like, like if we go
1: back home, what, what the hell did we come here for? It's like yeah. It felt like it was all for nothing. And then we'd be stuck at home and thinking, oh, why the fuck did we leave? <laughs> so, yeah.
0: It might have been very difficult for you to, to go back to Vietnam had you gone back to South Africa. Hmm.
1: And,
2: and basically, look, you know, uh, we went home January, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, we
3: boarded we the plane. Yeah, we ago. just,
2: yeah. we boarded the plane to come back to Vietnam. Then the result the crisis hit yeah, uh, like, in okay. Asia.
3: Yeah. And
2: then I got to Singapore. Uh, was it Singapore? Yeah. And they were doing the screening already there. Oh, wow. So we just kind of just slipped in. Okay. Just the right
0: time.
1: Yeah. We came back. Yeah. Just back. the right time. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we were just, our timing was
1: perfect.
0: Mm. Well, I'm glad you guys decided to stay. I mean, I'm sure your family would have loved to have seen you in that situation. But I think now they can appreciate that you made the right choice. And it was, and mm-hmm. it still remains one of the safest countries to be. You know, there are there are still people trying to get there. And um, I guess we just have to wait and see how that turns out. But in terms of... Yeah. Of you guys and, and your work and everything, what's what's the plan for the for the rest of the year then?
2: It's well currently now it's oh, <laughs> uh, I think that the result COVID thing has kinda put us has put a lot of people back. Like are yeah. planning and what are they gonna do financially and uh, just what their goals are. Everyone's goals are messed up now. I am yes. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, yeah it's pushed back yeah. so we just kind of tried to get back to like stability again like yeah. you know we want Start to get to back
1: save, um, get up our savings again mm. and all of that you know and um get back on track so I can't say exactly you know what's going to happen in the future and, and also <laughs> right now it's
2: yeah. it's summer vacation so okay. it's it's so school's opening when September mid, mid-september
3: or first of September like,
2: September, let's say September. Yeah. Uh, and now there's a couple of cases here. We have like I think five people that, that passed away due to Corona, hmm. which is still good, uh, you know, compared to other countries. Um, so mm-hmm. it's a good thing that schools are closed so that look, when the second wave passes by and schools open, back to normal. So we're just waiting for that to happen. Uh, with Corona now being everywhere and and we put in the TV it's like we are bombarded with corona yeah corona corona covert 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 so we just kind of just like I said just we want stability again um and then then we can let you know what's the goals for the year
0: <laughs> very good yeah, exactly. now let's in an in an ideal world say there you know corona's now say Life's gone back to normal. Corona's been taken care of. Touch wood. Um, and you and you want to give advice to those who want to come to Vietnam. What what would you? What would be your main uh, sort of uh, bits of advice that you give them before they before they move to a country like Vietnam? Something something you could have you 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 wish someone had told you before you got there. My
1: first thing was. Um, To tell someone, or well, I was in that situation where another friend came over and actually lived with us. So I told her, uh, like, everything, look, um, save up enough money. She was working back home. So she said, she asked me, okay, so how much do you think I need uh, to start out and so forth? So I told her, you know, um, the amount of money that you would need to get started. Um, Yeah, and what other advice?
2: Uh, I think have an open mind. Uh, don't come here with your bullshit, uh, what you think you know, <laughs> because that's not yeah. going to cut it. Uh, yeah, because look, this is where uh, the benchmark of culture shock, <laughs> I think. In my, so you're going to have to be open-minded. For us coming here, we didn't know anyone. So... Yeah. we had two people staying with us here and they obviously knew us so they could come here we like to safe haven this is like a boardhouse. house this yeah. is like how they so they're lucky <laughs> they're lucky to have that um yeah. i would say uh, you know kind of get to know as much people um, as many people as you can online so they can help you don't come alone and then think you know everything you're gonna have to have a helping hand
1: yeah Yeah, speak to people speak to people uh, about how it is um try to make some friends meet up to meet up with them like once you arrive here
2: so africans are very helpful uh in in that way so reach out like uh that's that's just just that's what i can say
0: uh be open-minded um because that's going to save you a lot and okay yeah, and what about the food, the Vietnamese food? What's your what's your favorites, and what are yeah. the the dishes that you just absolutely will never try again?
2: <laughs> She's allergic to fish, so <laughs> this is <laughs> like, a, uh, like a seafood. And you
1: know, they put fish sauce on everything. They do. So um, yeah, and I, I mean I found out the hard way. Um, so I just ordered these uh, dandan noodles with peanuts and. There was some, it wasn't um, pho, um, which is a Vietnamese dish with beef and noodles and stuff like that. It was, it was dry noodles with some peanuts in there and there was some beef as well. But then I ate the noodles and then my lips started puffing up. And then I was like, wait. And then obviously there was fish sauce in there. and oh, that, no. You know, so I don't, I honestly, I don't eat a lot of Vietnamese food.
2: Just for pho. pho.
1: Just
2: both. Uh, yes.
1: That's <laughs> and, uh, I, I just make, I make a lot of my
0: own food. Yeah, yeah. we make yes. Food. yes. So we don't go
1: so I, much I, food. I really avoid the Vietnamese food, just because of the seafood, the fish. Because stuff.
0: of the allergy. There's nothing personal yeah, against the food. because of the allergy.
1: Oh, and I mean, because of my allergy, he also, you know, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't really eat it. We
2: have <laughs> the me. Bunny, that's a I'll have a bun me. Like
1: yeah, banh mi. you like an egg bun me. And just for those people that don't know, it's just uh
2: No, just a normal bun me. It's
1: a sandwich. No about
3: no bunny. Normal bun me. Not
0: sandwich. It's a roll. It's, it's, it's a baguette.
2: In, yes, a baguette, uh, a Yes.
0: And, yeah, with some bologna. <laughs> <laughs> bologna Arnie, that, yeah, I was I was waiting for that. Tell it how it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a bread <laughs> roll with bologna. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: what just else?
0: bologna and Lot of uh, Greener, greenery,
2: yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh tastes like some grass. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, this is <laughs> the leaf and cucumber and the paloni um, and, yeah, and the
2: that's about it. And it's cheap, it's like what fifteen thousand dong, which is like I don't know how much in the hands.
0: So would what that is? be would that be the Vietnamese gatsby?
2: Oh uh, blue. Yeah. Yes. Let's uh the takeaway food, yes. Oh, I would say to be the Gatsby. <laughs> I'm actually putting Gatsby on the spot here. but <laughs> no, I don't think
1: that can qualify the Gatsby. Yeah, you don't say, uh, the,
2: the yeah just Gatsby. It's, it's, it's so easy food here. Yeah, you can just, this is like the, the know, what's the word? This is like takeaways. This is takeaways on another level. This is like literally this is takeaway. You just order. Boom, that's it. Less than five minutes, you're on your way again with your snack or your meal or yeah, whatever.
1: people eating their yeah. on their way to work. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. The people coming to this country, don't expect uh, like if you're in an accident, <laughs> don't even think that uh, an ambulance is gonna come pick you up, scoop you up, <laughs> take you to a hospital. That ain't can happen. Uh, yeah, I've had my well, I fell of a bike, I just had to get up, bleeding, just ride to the nearest pharmacy, get some bandages, <laughs> wrap myself up, and
3: I, I had to work, I the, had to work the same day.
2: <laughs> so that's about it. Uh, I think, like, don't expect insurance. There's uh, no med scheme here. And, yeah, things like that is not going to happen. Um, just be wary of that, I would say. Um, be careful. Be careful. Be, yeah.
1: That's how it's say. Yeah, like if you do want now, like obviously health insurance and stuff, hmm. you can um, contact the, one of the companies That's here expensive. and then, you know, get that separately. Like there are companies like that, how can I say, like if you are teaching at a company, then they would offer that. Some companies would offer that. Uh, most don't. Mine does, but it's like only 1,500,000 uh, Vietnamese dong a year. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. So it's it's
2: really not much at all. Yeah, it's a couple
1: of grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like really nothing. Doesn't cover anything serious.
0: Well, stay safe. Don't be a fool, and uh, take the advice. I guess, huh? Yeah. Yep. Well, no, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, for, you know, for taking the time to be on here and you know, giving us a little bit of an insight into your life. There, I know we didn't cover the whole spectrum because, you know, we're a bit limited with lockdown and like you said earlier, you know, we, we don't really have plans right now for, for the rest of the year. It's safe to say that, you know, people are just taking it day by day. People are just getting by with, with what they've got at the moment. And, you know, we can always revisit again in, in a few months time. So thank you for joining me. And, uh, it's great to talk to you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. you,
0: (laughs) All right. I'll talk
1: to
0: you. Thanks for having us.
3: Cheers. Cheers.